from the EPR Creation Studio. This is the Unconquered Podcast, bringing you the Florida State versus Notre Dame preview. As always, this show is brought to you by EPR Creations. EPR Creations partners with small businesses for website development and online strategy planning. I partnered with EPR Creations to build the Show the Safeties petition to get ESPN, CBS, and other networks to update the angles they use for televised football. If you want to be able to see the receivers downfield on pass plays, sign the petition at showthesafeties.com. And if you have any need for an improved internet presence or just want to improve your marketing, call EPR Creations or send them an email and let them know you heard about them from the Unconquered podcast. You'll be glad you did. Information's in the show notes. Well, as much as I'd love to blow sunshine or pump sunshine or whatever you're supposed to do with sunshine on this episode, this one's going to be an uphill battle for Florida State, and it's going to be a pretty short preview for for that reason. Uh, Bottom line is that Notre Dame, even though they've had a lot of COVID-19 trouble of late, and there's some doubt about a number of players who've had to take time off over the last 14 days uh, at Notre Dame, a number of those players... Uh, who had to sit out and obviously then aren't in the best shape, haven't been able to participate to the level that that you would ideally like. Despite that, Notre Dame's really, really good on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They might be the best. uh, We're going to go ahead and start on Notre Dame's offense, Florida State's defense here. Notre Dame might have the best offensive line in the country. They're starting all upperclassmen on the offensive line, and all five of them are likely to at least get one NFL paycheck. So you're looking at in a unit that's played together and, and basically you're looking at a, a physical cohesive unit that is going to be a tough matchup for Florida state period. And it would be a tough matchup for Florida state, even in a year where Florida state's defensive line was playing like a Florida state defensive line. And this Florida state defensive line has not done that. Uh, they, if you want to know what's wrong with the Florida state defensive line, I, I posted uh, a video to Twitter, also to the Patreon account, to show. Look, here's here's fourth and one. Here's a fourth and one play. Now, granted, I don't like that they're in a three man line base personnel on fourth and one. I think that's in itself a bit of a problem. But here's here's your situation, and you're looking at Brevin Jordan, a tight end, managing to win his matchup against uh, Corey Durden, who's playing inside leverage. He should he should win that matchup every time, even if he's disadvantaged in terms of leverage. And he still gets blocked, even though he has the advantage leverage-wise against uh against against a tight end. And when you're getting your your 315 pound defensive tackles blocked by tight ends who are 60, 70 pounds lighter than them, you're just not going to do much on on defense. And if you look at that that whole clip, the whole defense the whole defensive front just goes backwards. And that's you can't win that way. And frankly, Notre Dame is a good bit better on the offensive line than Miami. I I didn't think much of Miami's offensive line. I still don't think much of Miami's offensive line. Notre Dame's offensive line is really good. (laughs) It's the best offensive line Florida state will play in 20 in 2020. And they're going to be the biggest challenge for Florida state up front that, that they've had. And they've got a set of running backs back there that can really, really play. Kyren Williams, a little bit bigger back, and then Chris Tyree, guy who runs in the four four, low four four range. I mean, he timed it uh, in in at some of the combines and all that, even below four four at times. So you're looking at a home run guy. They're gonna they're gonna play both of those guys, and then they've got a couple other a couple other backs that are are likely to be back from uh, from having been unavailable due to COVID before. 
that this team is that Notre Dame is going to come into this game and their aim is going to be to run the football and run the football and run the football on a Florida State front that has not been able to stop the run so far this year. So why wouldn't you do this? And when they don't run the football, they've got a couple of tight ends who are NFL caliber tight ends who they're going to line up and get get matched up against Florida State's linebackers and safeties, and they're going to pick at those guys. Now, the one thing that is a, that is a plus for Florida State in this matchup is that to date, although Notre Dame is getting a couple of their receivers back that haven't really contributed so far this year, so far Notre Dame's receivers on the outside aren't really they haven't given any indication that they're that they're guys you should be afraid of. They're not guys that you should be that that should scare you. So really your best bet if you're if you're fuller is to is to play a lot of man type coverage on the outside and depend on your corners. You're, you got to be willing to give up some big plays it, to me in this game. If I'm fuller, I come into this game and I say, look, if I give up four touchdowns on their wide receiver just beating my corner on a deep ball, well, you tip your cap. That's what they're not as good at. But I'm not going to give up numbers in the running game. I'm always going to have an extra hat in the box. I'm always going to have an extra hat in the running game because the one thing that they are really good at and what, I, what I'm not as good at stopping right now is just running the football and that will, that will give me no chance to win. So I'm going to, take, I'm going to roll the dice with my corners, plan a bunch of one-on-one coverage and try to force them to beat me on the edge. That's really what I would do and, and force Notre Dame to beat me downfield, to beat me deep. And honestly, if there's, you know, a series of one play drives where my corner gets beat, well, you beat my best position. You beat some of my best guys, tip my cap. You're going to win this game. And otherwise you're basically saying, if you're not going to be able to do that, then you're going to have to use your strength to beat what I'm doing every bit, everything under my power to take away. And that is, I'm going to put eight, nine guys against the running game and against those tight ends. That's what I'm going to try to take away. And by the way, if you want to feel old, Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator for, for Notre Dame. And I had to look it up just to make sure that this is the same Tommy Reese. But that's the guy that was the starting quarterback for Notre Dame in 2013. In Florida State's national championship year. The Notre Dame's quarterback from the Jameis Winston era is now the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So if you want to feel old, well, just just look at who's calling the plays for Notre Dame on Saturday. And really what what he's brought is just continued a continued focus on uh big personnel sets using those multiple tight ends. He's they're actually going back to some pro style type stuff. Uh in terms of their overall concepts, they're using bigger personnel, more multiple stuff, even seeing some fullback and, and quarterback under center at times because they're, they're really committed to running the football. And you're going to see uh, a variety of, of run game looks, inside zone, outside zone, power, counter tray, a number of things that you're going to see from that offensive line, and they do all of them well. And that's, that's really the problem. That's what Florida State's going to have to deal with, and that's going to require that Florida State's defensive line play better than they have, and that's going to require that their linebackers play a lot better than they have. The defensive line needs to... If Florida State's going to win this game, the defensive line needs to play like they were expected to play when they, when they came into the year, and they're going to need to have their linebackers actually play uh, good football and actually be in the gaps and, and, and attack downhill and make tackles at or behind the line of scrimmage you know, without making tackles six, seven yards upfield. 
And you're going to have to see, and they're going to have to win some matchups against the tight ends. Ian Book, this is his third year with at least some starting uh, experience. And he's not a guy you're going to confuse a bunch. He's not a guy that you're likely to turn over a bunch. So you've just got to find ways to get some pressure in his face and just make him uncomfortable enough that he's going to be a little bit inaccurate. Uh, but he's a guy that can move a little bit too. And, and uh, you got to make sure that you, that you keep, keep that in mind when you are playing some man, stu- some man coverage looks, that you have somebody who's there to, to make sure that he doesn't hurt you too much with his legs. But that's really what this matchup boils down to is it's going to be Notre Dame trying to bludgeon Florida State for four quarters and Florida State's going to have to be able to handle their run fits and play with physicality. And they so far haven't done that this year. So not real optimistic on that front, but that's that's the matchup. That's the game, in my view, on that side of the ball. We'll go ahead and take a quick break and come back and talk about the other side of the ball in just a moment. I want to pause for a moment to thank Shenandoah Newsma from Keller Williams Realty in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Shannon has a PhD from UNC and knows how to put that research training to work. And she also takes great pride in not taking a one-size-fits-all approach to real estate. She specializes in customizing strategic options for each client and providing expert guidance through how to think about each option. It's a lot more work, but in the end, Shannon's clients end up way better off. My wife and I worked with Shannon a couple of years ago and could not recommend her more highly. If you or anyone you know is looking for a realtor in the research triangle, there's no one better. Her information's in the show notes. Tell her you heard about her from the Unconquered podcast. On the other side of the ball, it really, it, it's, it's a similar situation. Notre Dame is, is, is reliable and, and physical and experienced and good up front. And they're going to give Florida State some, t- some trouble in, against the run and in the pass rush game. Florida State's going to have to hold up and be able to block them. And this is, they're around as good up front, maybe a little better up front than what, what Miami was. So when you look at how Florida State was able to handle Miami on the defensive, uh, Miami's defensive front, you'll have a good, good sense of how they'll match up against, against Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame has quite the athleticism on the edge in the pass rush game that, that, uh, that Miami did, but I think they're a little bit better at the defensive tackle position. So this is not a good matchup for Florida State in terms of de- in terms of, of offensive line either. Uh, I do think that Florida State's offensive line is, has improved enough that this is not just a situation where you've got a bunch of guys who, who just flat out can't block and this is just going to be, there's no chance. Uh, particularly with Travis giving Florida State something of an identity on offense where they're going to try to run the football. They're going to use a lot of the variation in the running game that Norvell brings to the table. And they'll use they'll use Travis's legs in the running game quite a bit in this game. Uh, the, 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 big, the big concern there is that Travis has already been dinged up once this year. He got dinged up against Miami. If he gets dinged up in this one, then you, you really don't have a whole lot of other great options right now and unless you're really ready to roll with Purdy. Uh, and you know you you kind of have to scrap a lot of what you've what you're what you're planning to do in terms of the eleven man running game, uh, using the quarterback in the running game, as soon as he goes down. And like I said, unless you have Purdy ready to go, so that's that's one concern. Is you know you've got you're going to have to depend on Travis's legs and treat it treat him like a like a running back pretty much most of the game to have much much of a shot here to move the football, uh, but then he has to manage to stay healthy. Uh, and stay on the field through the whole game. And that, again, those things kind of work against one another, uh, particularly since he's already been dinged up and, you know, he's he's been banged up a little bit this year already. So that's the real concern. Now, the thing is, Norvell's running game, the Norvell's approach to the running game uh, 
basically you're going to as as he uses this kind of mobile quarterback and and sells out to do that sort of thing you're looking at kind of a malzon approach as we've talked about before where when you commit that way and when you're running those concepts those can be really tough for any defense to stop even good defenses so i mean i do expect to see a little bit better uh overall performance from the offense than what we saw against Miami, even though I think the defenses are the Notre Dame defense is really good and they're probably not going to give up a whole lot. Uh, I think that the overall execution is probably going to be better. Uh, the problem is that really you don't have with Travis at quarterback, you don't have the ability to challenge Notre Dame in some of the areas downfield that you'd like to, uh, what you're going to have to do is take some shots. You're going to have to make sure that, you, when you get in the right situation, that you take your deep shots, that you protect just long enough to let him uh, give guys like Tamori and Terry a chance down the field on some long stuff. And that's really Florida State's best best shot, is they're going to have to have enough success running the football to get into neutral territory toward the middle of the field and then hopefully hit on some shots to be able to uh, to get downfield and, and get some cheap ones and and uh, and get behind the defense and all of that. If you're Notre Dame, you play this to play over the top on 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 Terry to make sure that they're having to throw underneath and and get yards after the catch, and then doing what you can to take away the running game. You're going to force Travis to try to beat you over the middle and in the intermediate throws. Force him to make those kinds of throws, and and when you're rushing him, they're going to want to keep. Uh, they, they don't want to rush him too hard. They're going to want to mush rush a good bit and try to compress the pocket and keep him from being able to escape and make play make plays on the run because that's really where he can affect the game uh, with his with both his arms and or both his legs and his arm. So it's you know again it's not a great matchup for Florida State. I do think that as long as Travis is healthy or as long as Florida State's able to basically take the approach the kind of balls on offensive approach that uh, that they did against. Uh, Jacksonville State with Travis at quarterback, they'll have some chance to move the football and and keep it interesting at least for a bit against Notre Dame on that front. But again, not super optimistic overall about the about the matchup. It's just a much more experienced and much more settled and established system and program against a team against a program that has some talent, but it's just it's everything. Nothing is as it should be right now at Florida State. And, and Notre Dame is just several years ahead in terms of that. They're, they're an established power program that, that, uh, that has things the way that it should, that they should be on the line of scrimmage and think, and games are won on the line of scrimmage and at quarterback. And really, honestly, I'm giving Notre Dame the edge on both sides of the line of scrimmage and at quarterback. So that's not ideal. I think Florida state will have some chances to make a couple plays in, in the special teams area. But again, Notre Dame is well coached. They're going to, they're not going to give up stuff easily there. So it's, this is quite frankly, just not a great matchup for Florida state. The best you can hope for if you're a Florida state fan is that they come in and with Travis at quarterback, that they find some magic and are able to move the football on the ground better than expected. And then hit some, hit some deep shots to keep this game interesting and maybe have a shot uh, given how much running of the football there's going to be on both sides, if the defensive line and linebackers can step forward and play a little better, then you know what you got you got a chance to 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 uh, make things interesting and and be within striking distance to make a play late. That's your that's basically how you're going to try to play this. Keep the game a little slower, get some big plays, find a way to get you know get a turnover or two here or there, 
and and play your way into the game. But that's that's basically how you're going to do it. You're not just going to walk in and, and blast them for a bunch of big plays and uh, and manage to win on both both lines of scrimmage and all of that. That's just not not the way that this matchup shakes out. Take a quick break, then we'll talk about basically what to expect, go through predictions, and wrap this short episode up. I want to pause for a moment and thank Louis Marquez from Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida. Over 90% of homebuyers search online first these days, so it's critical to make sure your listing stands out with great pictures and video. Lewis is a trained photographer and videographer. Other realtors have hired him to come photograph their listings, and nobody will make your home look better for prospective homebuyers, including smooth, professional walkthrough video. And if you're in the market to buy a home in the greater Jacksonville area, no one will outwork Lewis. He was a manager at the Pickup Publix on Ocala and Tallahassee, so you know he works hard and understands customer service. He'll help you find the right house and make sure every step goes smoothly through closing. Information in the show notes, let him know you heard about him from the Unconquered podcast. So as I've said multiple times so far, I, I don't see this as a great matchup for Florida State. It, I think they're a well-coached football team. I think Notre Dame is a well-coached football team. I think, again, they've got a lot of NFL talent and experience on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, and a lot of the places where really Florida State has talent and has has the ability to beat teams that are better than them as they're able to get a bit more uh, together and, and get more established in what Norvell and that staff want to do. They, they've got the capacity to pull some upsets against teams that right now they'll be certainly underdogs against. But if you're going to to set up a game with with matchups to to make it favorable for Florida State, despite maybe not being the better team, to have a really good shot at at getting the upset, this is not the game. I'll be surprised if Florida State wins this game, and and just because again, if I were to to want if I were wanting to set up a good matchup, I'd say, well, you know, you want a team that throws it pretty well, but has a quarterback that'll turn it over a little bit once in a while, potentially maybe a little younger guy, uh, a team that maybe a little bit weaker on the defensive line so that Florida state's able to benefit and run, run the football on him and doesn't, you know, doesn't have to throw to, to win. And, uh, you know, maybe a, a team that, uh, that is not as experienced overall. Well, Notre Dame has none of that. It, it's really a team that matches up in terms of the of where Notre Dame's strengths are, the strengths of Notre Dame match up with a lot of the weaknesses at Florida State, which is really never how you want that. So ultimately, I mean, I think if Florida State averages over five yards per play in this game, that that's that's pretty good, uh, and, and that's that's about what I would expect is around five yards per play. More than that, I think they've they've exceeded expectations there, and they they're gonna. I think they'll probably give up more than six yards of play against Notre Dame. Uh, ideally that doesn't happen, but that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing as, as most likely I expect Notre Dame to win this game by multiple scores, probably something like 31 to, uh, 13 is, is around the area that I would expect in this game. I give Notre Dame about an 85% chance of winning, winning the football game. So that's where things are. Not exactly the most, uh, optimistic take, but it's what I see, and we'll we'll see how things go. I'll talk to you all again for the Hot Takes podcast on Saturday.
The Unconquered Podcast is brought to you by EPR Creations, Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida, Shenandoah Newsma of Keller Williams Realty in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Garage Makeovers of Palm Beach and Broward County, and the Unconquered Podcast Shop, which features stickers, magnets, and other Seminole gear. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave a five-star rating over at Apple Podcasts, post us on social media, and tell a friend. Thanks also to those supporters over at Patreon, where I post video analysis and field questions for the podcast from supporters. Special thanks to those above the bleach numbers level. That is Keith Cheney, Casey Kidd, Chris Chartrand, Andrew Garrett, Brian Leninger, Travis Smith, Vince Calandra, and Bert Bertoldi. I made this. <laughs>